Yo, 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 it's your boy, the Mark Rob, a.k.a. Sean Matt Love, talking to you about We Should Do This Again Sometime, the podcast where we talk film, pop culture, and everything in between. We Should Do This Again Sometime. We're Kat Chinetti. This is the real through the lens of a new and bold generation. And where I, the Mark Rob, co-host and producer, guides you through a crazy journey of time, sound, and space. We Should Do This Again Sometime, where we talk love, death, sex, we talk talking heads, Johnny Castle being the goat, and we'll be shoot flamethrowers. How cool is that? We should do this again sometime. Check us wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate, review, give us five stars. And if you love us, tell a friend to tell a friend. Love you. Bye. Bitch, I'm telling you the truth. How come you're always helping everybody and getting paid back for? Well, that's the way I am, you know. I'm a little hard-headed. They say, Dusty Rhodes, how come you don't look like Ric Flair and have all them muscles and pretty body? Well, I like the nightlife just a little bit better than I like the damn gym, Jack. You understand? As long as I can get out and do it better than anybody, and as long as I make more money per night than any athlete in this country, and as long as I make a half a million dollars a year, I don't really give a damn what they think out there. Because you did get I hope you can. I hope you can. I hope you can. Lord, I hope you can. Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation, hosted by the one, the only, the, the hyphen, aka Kellen Conley. How's everybody doing today, man? I, I'm, a, I'm all right. I'm all right. And we're going to get into it because this episode's kind of been a long time coming. But before I get, we're going to talk about some serious stuff today. And I may cuss, I may not. I'm going to try not to, but we're going to talk about some serious stuff today. But before I proceed, it's important for me to give you what you need. And I believe what y'all need is the Morgantown Weather Report. Yes, that's right. It's currently, currently 53 degrees here in Morgantown. Um... Looks like we're going to have a clear night with lows coming in about 41, which isn't too bad. 41, I can handle that. And then tomorrow, rain. What up, little Seattle? <laughs> you never let me down. Rain from 11 all the way through 6 a.m. on Saturday. Dang. So, looks like a rainy weekend clearing off on Sunday. But the temperatures, the temperatures look like they're in my favor may the temperatures forever be in your favor so hopefully your weather port is as good as mine looks aside from the rain but i don't mind rain i actually enjoy rain so there's that so before also i get into the nitty-gritty of the show always want to make sure i shout out my man no name tim for the instrumentals on uh this round this year's pods he does the intro and outro you can find all kinds of his beats at nonametim.com. 
He's a hella talented producer. He's done production for uh, productions for entrance music for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's a big wrestling head. He's been on WrestleCast multiple times. Or maybe just once. But he's been on my show as well. Tim's a great guy. And he, I said, yo, can I use these beats? And he's like, yeah, man, let me send you on tag ones. I was like, I'll leave the tags on. He's like, no. Shout out to Tim. Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Good friends. Good podcast. Good network. Hyphen Podcast Group. The excellence of audio execution. I did it. Yes. Still got to work on that tagline. Hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And also brought to you by the markrob.wordpress.com. Written by my friend, your friend, my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. He writes prolific paragraphs about all kinds of great information. He doesn't do as regularly as he used to, but trust me, he's got a very big archive. And my man throws it down. And he's a great writer. So you should go check him out. Please and thank you. Also, if you were wanting to check out my Patreon and support me there, I would not be mad at you. I have to give you all the official number here. And when I say number, I mean uh, the actual address that will get you to Hyphen Universe as soon as my phone finishes logging in. Uh, do, do, do. There it is. Patreon.com. Share the link. Show me the link. Podcast on 101. Oh, patreon.com slash B hyphen. I'm going to actually update it here to right now it's a, a $1 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier. You know what? I'm not touching it. So if you want to support me, any things I do, please do so. Also, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, that is at B hyphen, B H Y P H N dot substack dot com. I wrote a 5,000 word chapter in this book I'm, I've apparently started working on. Is a book about long-form interviews, and I've created a reporter who has interviewed all kinds of people, and I wrote the very first entry into that book, and I posted it on my Substack. So if you want to check that out, b-substack.com, you can subscribe, and you won't miss any newsletters, and it's just a fun time all around. Is there anything else I need to tell you? Oh, yes. If you're watching me on the YouTubes, because YouTube's apparently pushing podcasting now. I was like two years too early <laughs> with posting everything and then taking down half of the half of the hyphenation archive. So if you want to do that, it's youtube.com slash at. They got at signs now, so youtube.com slash at hyphen universe. And then you'll find a YouTube channel. You can subscribe, you can like the videos, you can comment, you can share. Um, do all do all that stuff. Run the numbers up, man. Join join the uh, Hyphen Universe Army, man. We're up to 170 subscribers now. So uh, very excited about that. Um, so so please check us out there. And if you're one of those people who are still out in the world, listen to podcasts, ripping and running on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can just give us give the show five stars and let people know how much you love it. If you leave a, if you leave a review, I'll read it, good or bad. Be honest. Lie. Whatever, I'll read it. Does not matter to me. So Please and thank you. If you'd like to do any of those things, I would be phenomenal. <sighs> so, I'm going to lead off by saying, oh, one other thing. Uh, speaking of Marcus, we recorded after WrestleCast, like two WrestleCasts ago, we recorded this long conversation we were having about whether Michael B. Jordan could act, Jonathan Majors, about what our expectations for Creed 3. We've both seen Creed 3 now. 
and I will be talking about Creed 3 probably the episode following this, the episode after the next one, okay? And then also a little bit about the MCU. So it's a whole conversation. I was thinking about posting it last weekend, but then the news about Jonathan Majors break, broke out, him being arrested, and at this time, it, it's the, the stories are changing, and uh, charges are being recanted last I saw. I'm not sure what to believe. TMZ didn't say anything about, okay, uh, apparently Jonathan Majors' attorney says receipts res regarding assault claims against her client, text in which she the alleged victim admits she's to blame and she doesn't want the actor prosecuted. I don't know where we are with all that, but I was thinking about recording like a little intro to that to kind of, you know, denounce Jonathan Majors' behavior. And I still believe women. I still believe women. So I don't feel like he was entirely innocent here. I'm not sure how this will play out, but it seems to be moving in his favor from what it was last weekend. But the next episode of Hyphenation Year will be that conversation me and Marcus had a few weeks ago. I already got the got everything kind of ready. Um, and I, I'm not going to do the, the unless, unless something comes out where it's like he definitely did it, he's getting arrested, charges are being pressed, unless they're going back at him and it doesn't seem like be back backstepping i don't feel like i have to do a pre uh preamble to any of that but let me tell you i believe women i don't feel like he's completely not guilty me as a fan would like to see this not be true but you know what i've always said this whole podcast all 208 episodes men are trash okay so remember that okay all right so now we got Majors out the way. There was an episode of one of my favorite television shows, Community. It came out on October 13th, 2011. It's called Remedial Chaos Theory. And what essentially has happened is it follows a community college study group at a housewarming party for members Troy and Abed when Jeff throws a die to determine who will go downstairs. I'm sorry who will go to collect the pizza delivery from downstairs, seven different timelines unfold, showing each member of the group leaving to collect it, depending on the outcome of the die, including the, canon the canonical timeline in which Abed catches it before it lands. The episode was intended to be the third episode of the season, but was delayed by a week due to filming, editing, and visual effects overrunning. So Remedial Chaos Theory is a concept episode, which each timeline showing how the group is affected by the absence of one of its members. The darkest timeline ensues when Troy leaves, causing Pierce to be shot in a fire to break out. <coughs> Further episodes continue plot points from this timeline. The episode received critical, critical, critical acclaim, lauded by fans and critics alike as one of the best episodes of the show. Nice. It had been described as one of the best episodes of 2011 and 2010s. So, I have literally, literally said several times on my tweets matter of fact more podcast than one-on-one for y'all let's go to the twitter the twitter and we will just say type in b-h-y-p-h-e-n then dark kissed time line i'm gonna look real stupid if i never tweeted it and only put on my ig stories hey all right october 8th 2021 i still strongly dislike the darkest timeline So, for me, for me, the darkest timeline 
Whoops. Don't need that. The darkest timeline began on election night in 2016. And yes, yes, we're going there. So to anybody out there who are Republicans and y'all support Donald and the fact he's getting indicted or y'all support DeSantis or don't say gay or uh, taking away abortion rights or gun control, we're going to get into all that. So if y'all ain't comfortable with any of those topics being talked about in a very, uh, again, uh, like in a way that I don't support any of those ideas, go ahead, give me five stars and then get the out of here. <laughs> It needs to be said. So the morning after I woke up, after the 2016 presidential election, I was working at my old job. And I texted my boss, Shay. And Shay is not the Ron, but Shay's gay. And we had brief discussions about what would happen if Donald won. But at the same time, just like everybody else, and I know way back in the, geez, what was it, in the 20s is where I talked about Hillary losing and, and Donald winning. Oh, I'm kind of curious to see, where, see what I said now. Uh, it's like episode 20. It's one of the late ones. I think it's the one. No, it's actually the one that has, it has Hillary uh, people being shocked at the results and stuff. It's like episode, It's definitely between 25 and 30. It's definitely between twenty and thirty. I, I was shocked when 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 states started turning red on election night. I was, I immediately was like, "Oh, it's over, it's over." He's about to win this. Like I I I can see the forest for the trees. Okay, I saw it coming. So I woke up and I, I was outside. Had a little time for I to be at work. The girls were already gone because I think Aaliyah went to school super early still then. Angel started school early. So I went to school. Sorry, I was I was sitting, standing outside just scrolling on my phone. Probably honestly smoking a black and mild just from stress. And I'm just seeing all this horrible stuff like people already spray painting nigger on stuff and all the all this rhetoric that's that everybody's pretty well informed of of what's happened in this country in the last, geez, it's only been seven years. <laughs> only been seven years. So I texted my boss, and I wonder if I still have the text message. Um, that, that would be funny. I don't know if it carried over, because I don't know what phone. Okay, nah, nah, I don't, I don't have it. But I texted him, and I was really, really debating on just calling off entirely. Because I, I wanted to curl up in the ball and die. Because I knew that I no longer felt safe in my country. Not to say with cops killing black people like all these years that I've necessarily felt safe. And mind you, it was that same year um, where uh, two black men were killed by police. Including one on Facebook Live. There's a whole episode about that too. It's, it's got Breonna Taylor on the cover. It's like 160 something. I've never really listened to that episode. I feel like I just said that on the last episode, but I feel like it's important that y'all know that I, I have not revisited that at all, that emotional episode. <sighs> oh God, I didn't. I didn't feel safe in America anymore. Now, and that that was the first first time that had ever I've ever felt like that at all. 
I mean, I, I've, I, I grew up in Hampshire County, West Virginia, a mostly white county. Grew up with white kids. My best friend's white. My wife's white. So my whole life, my, my, my mother, my adopted mother, she's, she's, um, she's white. My whole life, I've been around white people, and white people have been the best versions of themselves and have made me feel safe my entire life. Now, all of a sudden, this monster orange idiot was coming into office, and I was scared. Scared. 100% scared. So, I picked up my phone and I was going, I was going to look for something, but I, I guess it'll come back to me if it's important. So, I, I got to work that day and you, you may or may not remember him, but my boy Lane, Lane Lemon, uh, I met him at, at that old job. He's down in Florida living his best life now. Shout out to him. He said to me, and nobody at work was really a, a staunch Donald supporter that, that they had said out loud leading up to this. And I had been there for, that was November. So I had been there since August. So I had been there for three months. I kind of had to lay the land and everything. And Lane's like, oh, well, you know what? His concessions, his concess- or acceptance speech, whatever. His acceptance speech last night was really good. And, you know, may- maybe that now he's president, he won't be nearly as bad as what we've all feared he would be. Wrong. Wrong. So, pretty much, of course, that's when he started signing the executive orders. And, you know, they everybody started coming out of the woodwork, man. Like, where my man Barack, who's on a post over here, who I, I still need to hang, shout out to Anthony, uh, from his... um his acceptance speech in 2008. He, Barack was a big time celebrity president. He was the first black, first um, biracial president ever. And it was a big deal. And he also was just so chill and so cool and got along with everybody. And he also, he killed Bin Laden as, um, as uh, Barry Obese would say, if he was around, which is, which is a big deal. He was able to spearhead that effort. Uh, finally put put that to bid after, God, when was that? That was in 2011, I think, when they got him. So 10 years after the attacks, almost uh, 10 years. I remember John Cena announced it at the pay-per-view. <laughs> LOL, Cena wins. And, you know, like, he, he was a, as big of a celebrity as he was the president. And that turned some people off. Well... Donald, who I actually used to follow on Twitter <laughs> and enjoyed his tweets, which is crazy to me. Uh, anything prior to like 20, uh, when he started going after Barack. So let, let's say 2009, 2010, anytime before he started always questioning the birth certificate. Anytime before he started doing that, I actually, I, I followed Donald Trump. I, I was, I was whatever. I, I enjoyed the episode of The Apprentice if I randomly caught one. Never thought anything major about him. Little did I know that this orange man would lead this country into the darkest timeline. Literally. Literally from election night is when the darkest timeline began. Because all of these people who put on their brave faces their whole lives and hated white people, well, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> juice. Uh, if, they, if they hated black people, the brown people, 
uh, Asian people, gay people, queer people, a- anybody who wasn't them, essentially. All these people who deep down inside just buried it down that they couldn't stand Stanley because Stanley was black. And I don't like Stanley. And all he does is he's lazy. And the only time he smiles is on Bagel Day. I think it was Bagel Day, right? On the Bagel Day that they were waiting for. Don't quote me. I've seen The Office. I just can't remember if it's Bagel Day. And I'm not going to podcast one-on-one right now for this. I'm not going to do it. It's not important. All of a sudden, Donald gave him this outlet because Donald said whatever the F he wanted to. So why can't he say that he hates Stanley now? Why does he have to be nice to Stanley? Why can't why why can't he wear his his, his red MAGA hat? Why can't he put uh like his Confederate flag? Well, why why can't he wave it around proudly? It, like he like Donald Donald does what he wants to do, so I'm going to do what he, what I want to do. And so this stupid landslide of idiocy just completely opened up. And I was never a fan of Bush. But it was never like this. Like, Bush was always about incompetence for me, is what it felt like. And at, by 2004, like, I was saying, oh, we, we do John Kerry. And obviously that didn't work out. And um, and, and then when we got Barack, instead of Sarah, not Sarah Palin, instead of John, McC- Mc, Mc, was it McCain? Yeah, instead of McCain in 2008 and Sarah Palin. When when that happened, it felt like a, a shift in the country had happened because it, it really felt like America was at its most welcoming for the first time in literally years, honestly. Like the Clinton administration was cool, but Clinton was out here, he, 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 they were out there blocking countries off and obviously uh, there was conflicts to handle and we weren't at war necessarily. But at the same time, there's a lot of different things that Clinton had to deal with um, internationally. So it wasn't like America was the most well-liked country. But coming into 2008, and especially with the recession coming in, coming off the recession, and the, the whole world just being like in this big old funk, for America to suddenly elect this biracial and black president, that was mind-blowing to the world. And for him to be a Democrat at that? I mean, I guess it'd been more impressive if he's a Republican, but uh, I mean, I, I didn't even consider a Republican evil until Donald got in there. Donald just, everybody was just like, all right, we're going to let our hair down and be as horrible and racist and awful to people as possible, man. And then when you had dumb dummies like celebrities feeding into it, like, I don't know what Kobe if Kobe Covington is still pushing that whole uh that whole gimmick of his of being a big Donald supporter now that he's not president, but that was just gross. And Covington Covington Covington, Covington can fight and I hated it. I, I I just immediately never wanted him to win because he was the he was the MAGA guy. He's the one going to Trump and hanging out. Um Lil Wayne kind of gets a pass with, with the whole picture with Donald before he got out of office because we see that he ended up getting pardoned. So that worked out for him. And we all know that while Lil Wayne is one of the best rappers ever, um, not in my top 20, but what I mean, he's in there, but he's not even top 10 for me. But I enjoy Wayne. Uh, we we kind of saw that that was more of, a, more of a get out of jail card for him. But Kanye's dumbass. Oh, my God. like. 
sidebar. Did anybody else see where he said that he didn't hate the Jews anymore because he watched Jonah Hill and 21 Jump Street and it changed his mind? Yeah, that's the kind of individual we're, we're dealing with here. Complete stupidity. Complete ob- obnoxious city. That's not even a word, but that's what Kanye is. All the way. Obnoxious all the way. Starring Kanye West and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but uh, no, I never, I never felt any kind of way. Like, I, I knew... Like I didn't want to say I was a Democrat, but I also knew that I was more left-leaning in my ideals. But for the first time, America as a whole seemed welcoming because of Barack. That's what I was trying to get back to. Because you had H.W. Uh, Bush, and of course there was the um, Desert o- Operation Desert Storm, so we, we had to go to war for a little bit. You had Reagan all the way from 80, from 80 until 88, and we know how great him and Nancy did when it came to trying to eradicate the black problem in the hoods. Let's put cracking aids in the street and see who survives. Do-do-do-do-do-do. We don't know where it came from. Y'all liars. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we here. We are here, 100%. And then, I mean, mo- most people feel like, was, was Carter before um, Reagan or was Ford? I feel like Carter was before Reagan. I think he had 80 through um, 76. And then Ford, yeah, Ford took over for Nixon. And that was all Republican. But I mean, when coming off the 70s in Vietnam, like nobody wanted to mess with America, man. We had spent all that time in Vietnam and then we lost and came home with Drew. Didn't do anything after all those soldiers lost and, and everything. Like we, we look like chumps. Look like total chumps. And I'm not saying that we should have stayed in the Vietnam War. No, we were getting our asses kicked. No. No, we did not belong in the Vietnam War. That's stupid. That also is stupid. <sighs> so, all of a sudden, I got to worry about my then three-year-old child on top of her being a little biracial girl and worrying about her with pol- police eventually. Police. Police eventually. I got I to gotta worry about her being unfairly targeted because... Donald Trump is president now, and I can say whatever I want to. So, hey, look, like you know, I'm gonna be mean to this little girl here because she looks like either her mom or dad is black. Mm. So, so that's a, a a constant concern that I still have in the back of my mind every single day. So we roll in 2017. Things are going horribly. Kids are locked in cages. How long did that go on? Like. Didn't they do that up until like not that long after Biden and and Harris got in the office? They finally figured all that out where the kids didn't have to be in cages or am I wrong? Shutting down programs that benefited minorities. Any anything that that felt like it could help somebody that was a non-white person was targeted by everybody. Every single Republican including Vince McMahon had had a secret meeting like the weekend after um after Donald was elected and they said we're going to turn this country inside out this 8 years of unity and everybody seeming to be get, get together and all this progress we're going to burn it all to the ground no Seth Rollins 
we're going to destroy it. We want everybody to be miserable. We want people to hate each other. That's how we'll stay in power. Because as long as we have you, Donald, and we have that rabid fan base of yours, we can't lose. We're going to do it all. And that's literally what the Republican Party has done since Donald got in office. So there'd be days my anxiety was so awful that I literally would start shaking I had my first panic attack sometime in this time frame uh, I it was spurned by feeling like I was going to be super late for work uh, due to uh, trying to get Aaliyah ready and things just not working out the way I wanted to um, but I was really triggered by the fact that oh yeah my, my president hates my guts oh and on top of that to my, uh, my, my leadership at, at my um, old job Prior, no, actually, my leadership at my, in 2017, that's how I was going. Oh, before I left my old job, matter of fact, the, the two people in leadership position who I love very much still to this day, they both like Donald. And so now in the back of my head, anybody who I like or love who supports Donald, do they actually care about me? All the time, questioning. To this day, I still wonder. We have close family friends who have watched Aaliyah willingly during COVID and was a huge help to us. Like, the husband is a Donald supporter, but at the same time, he's never been rude to me. He's come and helped me out a few times. We speak when we're in public. He's called me for stuff at work. Like, we get along fine. So then the question is, does he actually, did he really just support Donald? And was it just Donald? Did he not actually, did the hate not come with it? Like, th this is the world that I live in all the time. And I that's what I wanted to do. So when Biden was elected in 2020, I actually have it when he was inaugurated. It's probably one of the first things on my, because I, I used to write, before I got really back into writing, I would um, kind of do these stories on IG where I would write stuff. And I have, I've kind of got away from it because I've been writing regularly again on the blog and stuff like that com. go check that out. But on 114 weeks ago, excuse me, George, um, you know how on Twitter there's the POTUS account. It's at, at POTUS, and that was Donald's account. So it was constantly before Donald got kicked off Twitter, before line put him back on. More Darkest Timeline stuff. How is Twitter, one of the most fun social media platforms in the world, going to get bought by a lawn freaking must Musk, who has all this freaking money and is dumber than a box of freaking rocks. Again, and he's like, oh yeah, free speech, free speech, free speech. Uh, buy, buy a check, buy a check. Do, do, do. I'm Elon Musk. I made Tesla. I'm so smart. No, 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 no. You're an idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot. And he's in charge of Twitter now. S sorry. <laughs> so the POTUS account used to retweet Donald's tweets when he had an account. But it's supposed to be for the president. So when Biden officially came in on Inauguration Day, the account finally switched over from President Donald to President Biden. And I had blocked Donald and muted the word Donald and Trump and all this stuff from Twitter because it literally was killing me every day to see that. I wanted to slit my wrist because of how fevered his insane followers have been ever since he announced his presidency. And to this day, all these dummies are going to his 
his rallies and are like, yeah, Donald, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hate people. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. you're not wait. You ain't right. You ain't right. You ain't right. That, that's what it feels like, which is just beyond me that you want to support this person and then sit there and tell me that you that you love or like me or feel no kind of way about me. So, when Joe took office and he took over the account, I said, seeing this made me break down. For four years, I've woken up every day feeling panicked, knowing we had a man in the Oval Office who didn't care for me, my people, or other people of color. A man who was in charge of my entire country and who raised millions upon millions of other Americans against people of color. This was the first moment that constant terror stopped. I didn't even know I was living like this. Like literally a, a, a weight was lifted just from this. And then there's a picture of, um, of, the, of Kamala and Joe with their spouses looking at the Washington Monument. And I said, for the first time since 2016, I feel like myself again. Because even though politics will always be politics and the police will always be the police, at least I feel some measure of safety. It's an amazing feeling. Oh, oh, here we go. 86 weeks ago, I hate living in the darkest timeline. <laughs> oh, man. Like, s- seriously, it it's a thing. It's It's an entire thing. A whole thing. So... After all of that malarkey and pish posh, that was the presidency of Donald J. Trump. And he finally got on that damn helicopter and flew out of the White House. One of the happiest days of my life. Like, my man, he ain't my man, but he literally waited until the morning of inauguration to leave. Like, there was talks that he would have to force him out. Oh, oh, and let's not forget the insurrection. <laughs> That he stymied, stymied, did I use stymied right? Because maybe stymied means stopped. Hold, please. I I was trying to say instigating, but I'm curious now. If you can, okay, he was, yeah, stymied is prevent or hinder the progress of. Well, he tried to stymie Joe Biden taking over the presidency. Because he's a jerk who hates everybody, including himself. And his wives. He buried his wife on his golf course to get the tax break or something, man. And this is this is your king? This is your king for real? That's your guy? You can say whatever you wanted to me about Barack Obama. You're like, oh well, he didn't do as much thing because he's not so great. He wore his hand suit, blah, blah, blah. Please find something as devastating as causing the Capitol to be under attack by civilians who are trying to prevent Joe Biden from being whatever it was officially put into place as president on January 6th. Please tell me that. How is uh, Barack doing March Madness brackets as bad as that? He's too much of a celebrity. Yeah, but you know what? He loved everybody. He loved and liked everybody. He continues to do the same thing today. Your man's all about, hey, that's your guy. That's on you. 
had that on my chest for a real long time. And I know I've danced around that subject so much on the pod. It's been always, oh, Donald did this and Donald did that. And every now and then he would be in, I'd do a little topic on him. And y'all knew I wasn't a fan. But that feels so freaking good just to say how awful I feel anytime somebody comes near to saying they support that bastard of a human being. His son's a bastard. Ivana's a bastard. I, I meant like Don Jr. His his kid looks evil. The boy. I don't care what his name is. I say all that to say this though. So I'm sure that a lot of you already know this. And these are the topics that I, I tend I tend to stay away from. I, I don't like talking about about it. Like I, I I tend to when tragedies happen, I I, I tend to take note and kind of process myself and, and keep it moving. And that's what I've been doing. But with I'll tell you what triggered it, man. I have someone I follow on Instagram. They're a Republican. There's been things they've posted before that's made me unfollow them on Facebook, but they, they've never went deep end, you know, saying anything crazy. I, I have a few like that. There's some that some were lost in between 2016 and 2020. I'm not going to lie. They went too far right for me, and so they got unfollowed. They got unfriended. It's Facebook. It's social media. Who cares? But I have someone that I follow. And with everything that's happened, and it's only been three days. It's only three days later, mind you. This just happened on freaking Monday. With everything going on, this person says, this country has a mental health issue and there was something else I'm, I'm going to have to go see I got to go see so I can quote correctly it's important to me because the post is might still be up it might not be the world has a heart and mental illness problem not a gun problem it's time to get down to the heart of the matter You know who goes into a school every single day, most of the year, five days a week? Teachers and children go into those schools just like you did, just like I did. Okay? Okay, Cupcake? Listen. Don't sit here and tell me this country has a mental health. And I've already lost it. Oh, Anthony doesn't have any power. Our thoughts and prayers for Anthony's power, y'all. He just texted me. <laughs> I, it's, it's literally right here. I, I'm so mad I can't even tap to it. The world has a heart and mental illness problem, not a gun problem. It's posted by an account on on Instagram called underscore deep dive life underscore. 
So now, mm, right? Deep dive live, deep dive life. Okay, there it is. Okay, it, it's some white woman. Oh, named Gina. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gina. Gina. She's speaking out against corruption on her bio. Homeschool mom encouraging other mamas and families to find their voice and make change. Okay, let, let's read the caption just for funsies. Okay, let's do this. The only things that walk into a building with intent to do harm or end life are humans. The tool could be anything. Cain killed Abel with a rock. Prisoners use a toothbrush. Criminals don't abide by any laws. They don't follow any rules to gain access, and they certainly don't care that law-abiding people do. Not having proper protection only makes you a sitting duck. And making places where the most vulnerable are a gun-free zone exacerbates that. Po politicians, celebs, and certain buildings are better protected than the average American citizen on a daily basis. Yet, you should make yourself even more vulnerable to the rampant mental illness and lack of decency in this country by giving up your right to defend yourself against the bad guys and their handlers? Question mark. It's all orchestrated. Emotional events terrorizing the public, creating a frenzy, frenzy, ushering in a solution, air quotes. Don't fall for it. Bad people do bad things. The good people need to be able to protect and defend. Suck my dick. <laughs> there it is. You got to be kidding me. So you're telling me, j just, just for the record, you're telling me that in a private Presbyterian church in Nashville that a 28-year-old former student walking in and killing six people, including three children, and they're Aaliyah's age, the same age he's about to turn and three staff members? You're telling me that it's, it's not the guns that obviously... Uh, this I'm, we don't you know we don't we don't say uh we don't say the um sorry I gotta compose myself you know that I don't like to glorify the name of the perpetrator there it is so I ain't gonna say the name but you're telling me that this former student that oh it, it you know what it, it's not the gun's fault you no know, the, the gun just just happened to be the tool so so they could have went into school and picked up a paintbrush and done the same thing and hurt six people sure they could have went in there and throttled six people barehanded yes you're 100 percent correct and obviously mental illness is a problem well here's the thing there's been so much money taken away from mental health facilities since 2016 it's ridiculous you're telling me the country has a mental illness problem? Bro, what? You're right. You're 100% right. You think Kanye West didn't have a mental illness problem? You're wrong. He does. But he doesn't give up about whether or not he has one. He says what he wants because he was a billionaire prior to saying he didn't like the Jews. So you're telling me that that if we... All we need is love. Is this a Beatles song, bro? Like, seriously? 
I can't even with that rhetoric, man. That's just stupid. So you're telling me, and one of my dearest friends said something about this not too long ago, and I just kind of SMH'd about teachers having guns defend themselves. So you're telling me that a kindergarten teacher who's there to make sure the kids learn and have fun and get naps, she's supposed to be packing just in case a former kindergartner wanted to come take her out because he didn't, she didn't say hi to him in public last week and he felt some kind of way, so he's ready to come in and mow everybody down. You're telling me she's supposed to be ready at the ready to shoot back and defend those children? Is this where we're at? And I was looking at I was looking at school shootings throughout in America, right? And prior to to two thousand, there was isolated incidents. There was like maybe one or two a year, but it was like small. So be one or two, and it went back for years and years and years. So this isn't a new issue. Columbine happened in nineteen ninety nine. April 20th, 1999, that's Aaliyah's birthday, wow, and I was a, 99, so that have been, that was, I was a sophomore in high school when that happened, and we we're all shook because we had never heard of anything happening on this level, like, 12 students and one teacher were dead after that, we were all shook, and then, yeah, there was there was things in place about assault rifles that the Democrats did that Hillary even posted about not that long ago. But the fact that guns are so readily available is just insane to me. And it's and it's not just gonna stop with don't sell kids to guns. Well, obviously don't sell kids to guns. But also if all of y'all jack wagons weren't so Republican, right-leaning, Donald-supporting, DeSantis-believing, all of this crummy crap. I'm trying really hard not to cuss. If y'all weren't all about that life on top of everything else, maybe Grandpa Joe, who has all the guns, all the guns, would do something so that little Timmy, who got mad because Jenny went over there and kissed Bobby and wanted to grab a gun, maybe they would do something so that they don't go in to take the guns and go in school. It starts at home, just like everything starts at freaking home. It really does. Seriously, my opinion on guns, and Mark Robb had a really good statement on, on how he felt about guns in one of the Dark Matches episodes. So I, I think it was like the, uh, not the most recent one, but one before that. I highly encourage you to go listen to that. And I know Democrats ain't perfect. I am not saying that. I am not. I am by far not a bleeding heart liberal. I believe in a lot of liberal policies. I, I vote Democrat. But at the same time, I have always kind of had my mind open to the fact that maybe someday a Republican nominee would come up that I actually felt like I could vote for. Maybe. I've always tried to be open-minded about that until 2016, for real, for real. I love Barack, but until 2016 happened, I voted Hillary, obviously. Like, I I can't imagine ever voting Republican. So it starts at home though. So if y'all weren't so heavy on heavy on their nuts and about don't take away our guns, Second Amendment, we need guns, bang, 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 bang. If y'all weren't so heavy on that BS all the freaking time, then maybe you would make it a little bit easier for um 
a little bit less easy to get the gun. So the only time I've ever shot a gun was with my mom. And for some reason, it was 2013, I believe. She decided she wanted to get some guns. And it wasn't, it wasn't even a protection thing, but she decided she wanted to learn how to shoot to protect herself. Whatever, that's perfectly fine. Now, my mother, one of the most level-headed women in the world, uh, and unless you pissed her off, and then claws, 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 claws. She took me out in the driveway, and she's like, yeah, let's shoot the gun a little bit. All right. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. She didn't give me earplugs. I kind of have a little bit of ear damage, hearing damage because of that. But I shot a gun a few times, and it was cool, you know, and we were out there for about an hour, and that's the only time I've ever shot a gun. Now, I don't have anything against firing ranges. I don't have anything against – I have friends who are big into guns, and they're talking about going to shoot guns all the time. But at the same time, these are friends of mine. Where it's like, hmm, if something were to happen to me or, or something was going down, um, I feel like they would defend me in that event um, because they are trained to use a weapon. I don't have a weapon in this house. I don't plan on having a weapon in this house. Um, well, one, I, I, I've only shot a gun once. I don't feel the need and I don't fear for my safety like that. I live in West Virginia. Okay. It is what it is. Should the day ever arise where I feel like I need to do that, guess what? The gun is not going to be known to where Aaliyah, Aaliyah is not going to know where the gun is. Absolutely not. It's going to be locked up, and only two people will have access to that gun, and it's going to be me and Angel. Point blank, period. Nothing less, nothing more. Okay? That's what I was trying to say. But if if y'all gave a flying rat's patootie a little bit to to teach your kids about gun safety and that you don't walk out the house with a gun, and th- this goes back to to how how some how some of y'all are parenting, man. Like I'm not the best parent in the world, but at the same time, I'm not encouraging Aaliyah to go out and be and hate people based on my beliefs. I teach to uh, me and Angel teach Aaliyah to love everybody the same, no matter what. It does not matter. Everybody is the same. It doesn't matter if they're white, brown, yellow, orange, blue, pink. You love them and treat them with respect the same way you would want them to treat you. That is what we teach our kids. Now, there's plenty of idiots out there who are teaching their kids, oh, we don't like black people because Barack Obama was black and I can't stand them. Donald Trump's going to come back. Woo! The other day, not the other day, j- just last May was Uvalde, y'all. It wasn't that long ago. Fatally shot 19 students and teachers while 17 others were injured to survive. And you know what those freaking cops were doing? Standing outside! Why? I hate the darkest timeline, man. So something came up. Maybe it was at work. Maybe I was out with friends or something. But somebody mentioned Sandy Hook. And I said Sandy Hook wasn't that long ago. Sandy Hook was 11 freaking years ago. 11 years ago. 
And that's when 26 people died because some 20-year-old decided to go in and shoot up the freaking school. Barack was still president. He was, he was literally, had just been reelected. So this ain't just limited to Donald. And then any time a lawmaker or anyone says something about, oh, you know, well, may, maybe we should change the, how we do things. Maybe, maybe we should try to prevent uh, assault rifles from being available to the public. Maybe we should try. Republicans are like, bad, bad. We got the majority. No. Second Amendment. Woo. No. We don't care about your kids. Kill the kids. Arm the teachers. Like, mm. my wife works into that school five days a week. My daughter walks into her school five days a week. I walk her into that school two to three, maybe sometimes more times a week. Matter of fact, there was a car accident a few months ago. The passenger killed the driver. The The killer was running around here near the school for a while. The kids were literally on lockdown at my child's school. How many times did I have to go in lockdown? Ask me. Ask me. Go ahead. How many times did I have to go in lockdown? Sure. Bomb threats, stand outside in the cold for a while. Mm, probably less than five. Uh, lockdowns? Never. Never. So you're telling me that my kid who still has 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, she still has nine more years of school and my wife who's teaching for who knows how much longer because of this messed up teaching system on top of the fact that her life could be threatened at any time by anybody who walks into school with a gun and doesn't get stopped, you're telling me it's cool. Thoughts and prayers. Is that where we're at? Like for real? But if it was your kid, oh, wait, you're homeschooling your kid. Why, Gina? Why are you homeschooling your kid, but you have the nerve to post, guns ain't the problem, it's a heart and mental illness problem? Really, Gina? This is why social media sucks. It's why the darkest timeline sucks. Nobody in this country who's not rich, white, and Republican matters anymore. Nobody. I don't care if you're LeBron James. I don't care who you are. Everyone is a target if you're not rich, white, and Republican. And I'm sick of it. I hate the darkest timeline. So anybody out there who may hear the sound of my voice, if you come at me with some rhetoric about my wife carrying a gun or that my child... It's okay that she risks her life and that there doesn't need to be assault gun bans. No, assault guns, if you want to have them, there should be a, a proper etiquette to get them. And then they need to be properly stored and, and filed for, man. This ain't the streets. This is a freaking school. The two women I love the most in the world go to these schools. And you're telling me, you're telling me I'm sweating. You're telling me their lives don't matter so you can have your guns. And it's a hard mental illness problem. That's what you're telling me. And now justice is signing. What did justice just sign? I, I just literally saw it. 
earlier, and it just popped up again about good old Jim doing something that prevents um, trans transgender transgender uh, care to children. Good old Jim, good old West Virginia. Oh, I'm going to run Republican, but I'm a Rep- I'm going to run Democrat, but I'm a Republican. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> West Virginia governor signs ban on gender affirming care. Bill outlaws outlaws those under 18 from being prescribed hormone therapy and fully reversible puberty blockers. It also bans minors from receiving gender affirming surgery. So something physicians say doesn't even happen in West Virginia. It permits doctors to prescribe medical therapy if a teenager is considering risk for self harm or suicide. Oh, so all a teenager has to say is. Well, you know, I know I can't have this, but I might kill myself and they'll, and they'll do it. Like, that's so stupid. What? That's so stupid. Just let them get the freaking care in the first place, man. That, that would make too much sense, though. That, that would make way too much sense. So, as y'all can tell, I kind of hate the darkest timeline and we continue to live in the darkest timeline and things keep getting worse. And apparently somebody told me at my job today that there's going to be digital currency or something soon. That's going to, I don't even fucking know, bro. God. So I do want to say the six people who matter in the shooting for Monday, first off, and May God send some kind of peace to y'all's families, man. Because I hope I never have to bury one of them over something that happened in a school. I pray I never have to. And Lord, don't you make me do it. I don't want to find out the kind of person I might have to be. (sighs) (sighs) So the victim's names. Evelyn Dykehouse, William Kenny, Haley Scruggs, two of whom were nine, which Aaliyah turns on April 20th, and one who was eight, almost nine. Substitute teacher Cynthia Peak, 61, custodian Mike Hill, 61, and head of school Catherine Kuntz, 60. In addition, a police officer cut his hand on shattered grass. I love or shattered glass. I love you, Wikipedia. This episode is really just for me to vent and it didn't hit me until then because you know I was I was I wanted to talk about Creed 3 me and Angel saw Creed 3 we loved it I wanted to talk about it a little bit amongst other things I, I have ideas always have ideas but it really felt time for me to really stake my claim on this because y'all knew I didn't mess with Donald y'all knew I wasn't Republican but oh me we uh me and Marcus didn't we do that whole election anxiety episode too prior to the election? It was a really good episode. You should go check it out. It's like 170 something. And and you know, like y'all know I don't trust police. Y'all know how I feel about how black men are treated in America by police constantly. Again, I am very blessed that I don't have to deal with that as much in Morgantown, but I always have to be aware of the the threat of it at any given time. I know my dad identifies as Republican, I think, and he likes some of the things Donald did. I don't know why. 
I know Dad doesn't hate anybody. So he he's definitely one of the few that I like them, but you know what? I love all people too. So I just hope that one day it'll all make sense, literally. Like, I wish the country could get back to some former shell of itself that it was prior to Donald coming in and, you know, actually feeling like there was a chance that we're all Americans and we're here to help each other out and, you know, bad things happen. But at the same time, we're people and we love one another and we want the best for the human race. And right now in America... I don't blame you, Matt. I don't blame you for leaving. I don't. Not anymore. I never blamed you in the first place, but you look like such a genius, you and Lisa do right now, bro. Because America is literally fueled on hate every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every Millisecond. There it is. I had to remember what's smaller than a second. So, I know this episode was very angry. I have a healthy fear for my my girls. And I just wanted to express that. And I also feel like this is my platform to say that. So, if you're with me, I appreciate it. If you turn me off and you feel like I'm an idiot, that's fine. I just hope that one day your kid doesn't get mur- murdered in a school. I really do. I pray that no more kids get murdered in school. Just hope it's not your kid. And then you are sitting there waving the Second Amendment in everybody's face. Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Also by Hyphen Universe, hyphenuniverse.com. And the markrob.wordpress.com. Written by your friend, my friend, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson. Again, if you want to go on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, give the show five stars. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to tell me, a, send me a long rant about why I'm wrong about everything on here, I will read it and laugh wholeheartedly, but I'll read it. Just give me my five stars. If there's a other podcast platform, uh, sorry, if there's another podcast platform you listen on that you can't find Hyphen Nation or any other Hyphen Podcast group shows on, please let me know and I can get that fixed for you ASAP. If you want to get in contact with me, at, was that at, at, at B hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N on Twitter, hyphen universe on Facebook, the B hyphen on Instagram, or B hyphen at gmail.com, or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, at hyphen pie group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen podcast group on Instagram. All of those things work, so you should check them out. If you want to get a hold of me. Despite everything I just said in this episode, the power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Always and forever. Forever with you. For real, for real. With that said, make sure you're giving people the flowers. Make sure you're giving people in your life the flowers they deserve. Tell them how much they mean to you. Because just like these six people who went to school on Monday, they never know when it was their time to go and Monday was their time to go. So do you think that their loved ones would like to have one more chance to tell them what they mean to them, that those parents would love to hug their children again and kiss them on their foreheads give them and, and just hear their voices again? I'm sure they would. But you know what? 
Republicans and all you idiots saying don't take away our guns took that opportunity away from them and will continue to do so as long as you keep believing this bullshit rhetoric. Sorry. Um, also, on the other fact, to make sure you let people know how much you mean to them, make sure that you're reaching out to them. Call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother, call your aunt, call your uncle, call your godfather, call your godmother, call your grandmother, call your grandfather. Make sure you tell them how much they mean to you, man, because, again, you just never know. Call them. Stay in contact. Anything. Please do it. You won't regret it. Try to have genuine interactions with people because your genuine Good interaction with somebody could save somebody's life or someone else's. Maybe, just maybe, you were nice to the person who was coming out of the convenience store and they're getting ready to go shoot up a school. And because you're nice to them, you're like, you know what? This is not the right idea. I'm going to go home. You never know. You never know. Like I say this on all these podcasts and you just never know what could make a difference. It's important for you to remember what could make a difference. These little things could make a difference. Oh, man. Is there anything else I got to do? Uh, again, patreon.com slash be hyphen. If you'd like to become a Patreon, a patron, that would be really dope. $1, $5, $10 tiers. Um, I'm going to really make an effort to start using it over there and maybe find some cool things but mostly it's just support my stuff whether that be music whether that be uh, writing whether that be podcasting whether that be streaming whatever it is also oh if you want to donate to the twitch stream i i, I got a twitch stream to the extra life fundraiser let me see if i can't find this bad boy of course not so let me go into the shortener here is it going to make me log in is it going to make me log in <sighs> okay, it's there. Okay, no, no, okay. If you want to donate to my extra life fundraiser, bit.ly bit dot L Y slash H Y dash extra life twenty twenty three. You can donate to my extra life fundraiser. I'm raising money all year. I need to get back on the sticks and really get to fundraising, man, because March is over. And I'd like to raise way more money than I have in the past. And I want to get the game day in November and be able to go to sleep when I want to on game day. So that's the idea. So while BG and Ivy and maybe Anthony and new friend Johnny and anybody else who's there are up partying, I might curl up into a ball and pass out for three hours because I've already hit my goal. <laughs> so I should have that ability. That's the goal. So if you want to donate to that, please do as well. All the proceeds go to WVU Children's Hospital. They're doing great work, like keeping children alive, which a lot of you fuckheads out here aren't trying to do. Probably not my best move to tag that on the donation but I do what I want so next episode we'll return back to normal fare like I said it'll be me and Mark Rob talking about uh, Jonathan Majors and we'll see how that plays out before then but again I said my piece at the top of the show uh, talking about our expectations of Creed 3 about the MCU and whether Michael B. Jordan is a good actor so it's a lot of fun um, I just gotta edit one tiny section where I got confused uh, so that's an easy fix but that will be out next Sunday. This will be out this Sunday. So expect this on April 1st. 2nd, sorry, April 2nd. And then, yeah. And then expect the other episode on April the 9th with me and Mark Rob. So appreciate each and every one of y'all are listening to the sound of my voice. It feels so amazing. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? I know the topic was really serious and heavy, but it had to be said because 
I, if not CM Punk anymore because he's a base head. Okay, he's not a base head, but he is who he is. He continues to be who he is, even months later. I guess I'm the voice of the voiceless sometimes, and I will take that title and run with it. So I, Kellen Conley, a.k.a. B-Hyphen, am so glad that you joined me on the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, episode number 208. Feels so good. And it means a lot to me that you would listen. Shout out to everybody, Hyphen Podcast Group. Shout out to my girls. Uh, shout out to No Name Tim. Shout out to Shiv. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to the crew. Oh, I dropped a new song. It's called Fixed Fight. Jordan Clan Beats, Fixed Fight, featuring B-Hyphen or with B-Hyphen. It's on all streaming platforms. If you go to any of my social medias, you'll find it there. E did a dope video edit. I look real good, and my, my braids are popping. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Go check that out, too. Go run that up, please. So I say all of that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?